What's going on to all my beautiful listeners on my podcast? If you are not informed by now, please do realize that I am active on a new account, which is juju under slash um, the T-H-E under slash mystic. Okay. My La Passionate account is officially shadow banned you're not gonna find me you're gonna think that i deleted or deactivated my account but i'm still active i'm just active on a new account i mean i saw this coming a long time ago i've been trying to tell everybody to start hopping into onto the new account and whoever follow instructions you know they're on the new account and whoever didn't they're they're stuck looking for me i guess (laughs) they're like oh my god what happened to la passionate but anyways, um, so I'm just letting you guys know I'm on a new account. Um, I'm going to write that on the description box, my new um, username on Instagram, so you can find me. Okay, so tonight we're going to do the air element. Why not, right? Why not, as I'm inhaling some weed? <laughs> The perfect time to start talking about the air element. All right. So let's get to it. Just make sure you subscribe. You leave your review. You download your favorite episode. That's how you support me. And that's how you make my podcast grow. By simply doing those three things. Okay. Thank you so much for everything. And and for for all of you guys' support. You know, um, and let's just get to it. Let's get to it. Okay. So let's talk about the air element. Hi, ay, ay. Ay, Dios mio. We talking about the air element tonight. Ah, what an interesting element. Um, <laughs> so, you know, the air element is third, is in third place of the oldest. I know a lot of people are shocked by that, but the air element is in third place to the oldest. Water is the oldest element. All right. Um, So the air element lives in the head. You guys need to understand that. Now do understand, okay? When I'm speaking about the element and the energies, I'm just speaking about the energy itself. All right. That is going to express itself differently through the expression of different celestial bodies, through the different alignments of the celestial bodies. So, you know, I'm just making this up. An Aquarius sun is not the same as an Aquarius moon. Okay. I noticed that a lot of people have this misconception that because they have a certain alignment in the moon sign, that means that they're very similar to somebody with that energy in the sun sign. No. Let's not let's not confuse things. All right, because these celestial bodies, they're 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 like human beings. They're like human beings. That's why they call them celestial bodies. They have genders. They have different traits. You know, they have their own personalities. They have their own personalities. And just like yourself, you know, you go to work, you have your favorite co-workers and you have co-workers you repel away from and you have co-workers you just don't click in any shape or form, right? So it's the same thing with the celestial bodies. They're very selective and particular with energy. 
okay they're very selective and particular with energy all right now energy never dies it transforms okay so energy is older than you and me energy is older than your brain energy is older than your heart and energy is definitely older than your ego okay which is dictating your being more on the 3d than anything else and this is why there's difficulties with understanding anything surpass the ego especially the air elements they can stay stuck there because the air element is masculine energy okay now when we look at air it stays on the surface of things right when you take air and and you try to push it down inside of water or in the ocean it's going to form into a bubble and it's going to work its way back up to the surface so that's how the air element is the air element will always remain on the surface of things okay um they're extremely 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 smart people very very smart people but their downfall is they have ego behind their intellect and sometimes this can get in the way between um what they first from i guess what they know so far versus the things that they don't know you see what i'm saying and sometimes this can give them a know-it-all personality you know where they think they know everything and they think they know what they're talking about and you know they give long-winded explanations that really have nothing to do with a lot of things right that can happen with the air element they can stay stuck on the surface just being chatterbox. Now, this element loves being in the mind. Okay, let's not forget that. It loves being in the mind. Now, the mind is the captain. It's the conscious side. Okay, your subconscious is the entire ship. Okay, so basically the air element loves staying in the mind and it loves being the captain of the ship. Okay, but if there's no awareness of the emotional psych, they just stay stuck there. And that's what happens to a lot of the air signs, right? Or the air energy that that can happen with the air energy. Okay. Um, now, the air element um, tends to be very advanced, very advanced with their thinking process, because, you know, air hops from one piece of information to the next. But air doesn't know how to stay still. Air doesn't know how to like stay focused on a piece of information and basically attaining everything about that, that subject. They don't know how to do that. The air element does not know how to do that. Why? Because the air element is ruled by masculine energy. The masculine energy lives on, a, on, on the fast lane. <laughs> it's younger than the feminine energy and it lives on the fast lane. It lives through the ego as well. And it lives through competition. Okay, so this will also bring a competitive nature when it comes to, you know, the air, the air energy's intellect, if you can say, you know, like, I don't know if you guys saw the recent uh, debate with Trump, who's a Gemini son, you know, um, he's to me, he's funny. I, I find him comical. You know, I don't know why people hate the man, but I, I find him funny, maybe because I got Sag Moon. I don't know. But anyways, it's interesting because when he's debating, when he was debating Biden, you know, he kept, he, he didn't have the patience to wait for his turn. He kept talking over Biden, you know, and he just didn't have the patience to wait for his turn. That's what I mean about 
the air element expressing his intellect in a very fast-paced nature. There's, you know, the masculine energy doesn't know anything about boundaries. It just knows how to attack. You see what I'm saying? That's all it knows how to do. Okay? You know, but the air element is, is, is quite interesting. It's quite interesting. So let's start with Gemini, shall we? Gemini energy, which is ruled by Mercury. Okay? Now, the planet Mercury doesn't have a god. If you study the mythology of these planets, you will notice that Mercury does not have a god. I want to clarify that. Like the other planets have some kind of god ruling over them. Mercury itself does not have a god. So what does this mean? It means that Mercury is a planet to serve, okay, to others. Mercury is known as the servant, all right? And of course, that's going to express itself differently between the Gemini energy and the Virgo energy, okay? Um, and this is why, in most cases, when you're around the Virgo energy, right, they want to be a servant to others, you know? And the same thing with Geminis, but Geminis will want to express that a little bit more different than um, Virgos because Virgos tap into feminine energy, all right? Um, another thing I wanted to mention is that Mercury is a bisexual planet, okay? It's, I guess you can call it gender neutral, all right? So Mercury has both feminine and masculine in itself, okay? It's a bisexual planet, all right? Mercury is not just one gender in itself. It's both genders, okay? So Mercury is like a bridge. That's, that's how I perceive Mercury, like a bridge, but not, not so like, like the bridge of, of a Libra, Right. That wants to that wants to bring a bridge of harmony and things of that nature. More so like a bridge of communication. OK, Mercury deals with everything that, that has to do with information, whether it's attaining, whether it's looking at the news, whether it's reading a new book, whether it's listening to somebody's podcast, whether it's listening to this podcast. I'm quite sure the majority of the people that are going to listen to this podcast are Mercury dominant or Gemini's. <laughs> You know, they're very inquisitive people, just like their opposite sign, Sagittarius, right? Sagittarius feels like a student to life, okay? And the same thing with Gemini. Geminis love learning, okay? But you have to understand that this energy is dominated by, by the gender of masculine energy, okay? That's why it's a part of the, the masculine element. They do tap into both hemisphere, okay, but they can have difficulties expressing it properly. And this can also cause a lot of issues and confusions on the 3D matrix when they're dealing with other external entities, okay? Um, so Gemini, which is interesting, Gemini um, is a very curious energy. It loves learning and wants to learn about everything, everything. You know, um, you know, and sometimes it can express itself detrimental as well by the fact that they're huge gossipers. And, you know, remember, Gemini is masculine energy. Gemini is also ruled by Mercury, which deals with the throat chakra. OK, it deals with the throat chakra. And sooner or later, I'm going to make a podcast on the chakra systems and the zodiac signs or the energies. OK. So anyways, let's continue on. Um, so 
Gemini is full-blown ruled by their throat chakra. And what happens is when it's expressed through mass through a masculine outlet, they don't know when to shut the fuck up. <laughs> Sorry, my Sag moon has to keep it all the way real. All right. They don't know when to just shut the fuck up and allow somebody else to talk. You know, even if the person is talking, they don't know. They don't have the patience to wait for them to finish their statement or their sentences or their paragraph, whatever it is. You know, they're going to cut them off and they're just going to want to talk over them. And this can happen a lot with the Gemini energy, especially if you got Gemini Mercury, which is also the rulership. This will make somebody an, a huge chatterbox, huge chatterbox, man. But, um, you know, Gemini is of extremely intelligent energy because, you know, it wants to learn about everything. Gemini is full of questions. Okay, um, when it comes to the physical outlet, not with their inner psych, you know, many, many of the air signs or the air energies, they don't they don't know how to process or understand what's going on in their emotional psych. You know, they don't then they don't they're, they don't have proper emotional intelligence. You know, that comes with the water element. And if the fire element evolves, OK, or the fire energy evolves. You know, um, that can somewhat also come with the fire element as well, because those those two energies are feelers. You know, one is expressed masculine, the other one's expressed feminine, but they still feelers. Now, the air element is not a feeler. It's stuck in the head. Everything with this energy is thinking. This is why in most cases, when you speak to a Gemini and they start their, their sentences, they're going to start their sentences with saying, I think. That's going to be the key word when you're around a Gemini. You know, they're going to say, I think, I think, I think. Now, this is also a mutable mode. You know, this this energy is also very mutable. So it's very changeable. All right. So you're dealing with an energy that is controlled by its dualistic nature because Gemini wants to be different people, you know, and if it's not expressed properly, okay, this can cause a lot of detrimental experiences with other people. And this is why Geminis are probably the most hated and, you know, people just don't like them because remember, Gemini is, is a half angel and a, and a half devil, you know, so it, it, they can be quick to backstab you. It just comes with that energy. It just comes with it, okay? Um, and just do understand that, all these energies expresses themselves differently through your natal chart, okay? Um, you know, so when I think about Gemini energy, it's just all over the place, <laughs> you know, um, and it has multiple personalities, you know, and every day it wants to be a new person. That's how the Gemini energy expresses itself. Every day it wants to be a new person, okay? Now... The, the archetype of this energy is the trickster or the jester, if I'm even saying that word right, the jester <laughs> or the joker, you know, or the two face right from the movie Batman. But, you know, it expresses itself in that nature. The archetype is the trickster, you know, and does that mean the Geminis are evil? Of course not. They're not evil, but you will never know 
where the Gemini stands because they have two people. So you never know where the Gemini stands. That's the thing. And because a lot of people are not able to pinpoint where the Gemini stands because just think about the air element. You can't touch it. You can't, it's not a solid element. You can't touch it. You can't feel it. Well, I mean, if there's coldness or something or if there's heat, you know, but if there's heat, that means that there is uh what you might call it um um moist in the air volume with which is really water that converted into vapor you know and that can cause a hotter day that's why in the summer is more humid you see what i'm saying so I, when i'm talking about the air element in, in itself you know um, that doesn't really change temperature. You see what I'm saying? But it can carry vapor and um, it can transform that into humidity and moist and things in that nature. That's why in the summer we feel hotter. You know, the humidity tends to be higher than usual and things in that nature. You know, so so the, the, the element itself doesn't really change. Okay. Um, but it can definitely carry some heat, some heat molecule, okay, through humidity. So um, where I was going at with this is that the air element, you know, you don't know where it stands. It's very transparent, right? You can't even see, you can't even see air. You, you've seen through it. So that's what happens with the air element. You know, when I think about the air element, they remind me of... of <laughs> Um, what you might call it, um, Casper the Friendly Ghost. <laughs> That's an old school movie, but, um, yeah, um, you know, so because you don't know where this energy stands, you know, this can cause a lot of confusions and, um, it can definitely make a lot of people hate them because, you know, we tend to hate what we don't understand. Um, you know, my... Back in the days when I was younger, I didn't really like the era. I'm, I'm sorry, the I didn't really like Gemini energy. But now that I'm really deeply into astrology, I understand why they do what they do. So it's not really that I don't like them or I dislike them. But I just know why they do what they do now. Because, you know, when you get deeply into astrology, it's going to give you all the answers. You know, through an esoteric nature, of course. Okay, but the Gemini energy, um, like I mentioned, is very, very, very um, informative. It has a lot of information, you know, because of Mercury. They're very, very intelligent people. They're very clever. Um, they're very well spoken. Very well spoken because they're ruled by Mercury, which Mercury deals with communication, languages, and um and words and things in that nature okay gemini's love learning new words you know they're nerds they're nerds when it comes to their academics they're very intelligent people when it comes to their academics they love learning new languages as well just like their opposite sign sagittarius or they like the idea of learning a new language you know or they or they like the idea of being around people that know a lot of different languages you know what I'm saying? So this is, you know, more than likely when a Gemini is attracted to a Sagittarius is because that, Sag that Sagittarius has done a lot of travels and <laughs> embodies a lot of multi-culture um, ways. And, and that attracts a Gemini because Geminis are highly, highly into um, 
varieties, you know, it's a very versatile energy. You know, when it comes to the opposite signs, I think that Gemini and Sagittarius, they're more than likely to, um, you know, be co highly compatible for each other. Compared to the other opposite signs, these two energies are highly compatible for each other. You know, they don't clash too much with each other. You know, they just understand each other compared to the other opposite energies. Okay. They're the most compatible. So, um, you know, Gemini, like I said, if, 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 if they have no sense of awareness, which it can be very difficult because the air element can definitely have difficulties with self-awareness, you know, because I mean, they stay on the surface of things. They stay in the head, they stay thinking and they don't understand that, you know, all those thoughts in your head, that's not you. You just the listener, you just the absorber, observer and absorber of those thinking patterns, of those thoughts. And sometimes the air elements can have difficulties with um, distinguishing a thought that's working for them and working against them, you know. And this can definitely affect Geminis as well. This is why when they walk around, they're very changeable, you know, because they have a lot of different thoughts in their head. And if the wrong thought influences their subconscious, this is going to make them change, you know, with their whole wardrobe, their whole persona, their whole pers their whole thinking process. You know, one day they could tell you, oh, I want to marry you. And then the next day they could tell you, oh, you crazy. I don't want to marry you. You know, that's <laughs> that's just what you're dealing with. That's just the energy you're dealing with. OK. And, you know, some people love that. Some people love that, okay? And there's other people that don't like that, all right? And that's that, you know? But um, Gemini is very intelligent, like I mentioned, and they're very informative, and they, they live in the head a lot. And now this is mutable air, so they also know how to connect things. They're very good with connecting things. Like, they look at this reality like a huge puzzle, you know? They, they play chess on the 3D, I know, a lot of people don't want to believe that, but they do. They play three. They play chess on the three D. Okay. Um, now, the the Gemini tends to feel bored in the head real quickly. You need to stimulate their mind. You need to hit them in you know basically in their head. You need to stimulate their mind. Period. Okay. If you're not stimulating their mind, you know they're gonna go somewhere else and. Uh, look for that conversation elsewhere. Okay, now Gemini is the opposite of Sag. So, you know, Gemini is not too faithful. Okay, it's not a faithful energy. All right. Um, other placements could play a, a, a different part in you and also how you was raised as a child, you know, because that that can play a, a big difference in you as well. Okay, but for the most part, the Gemini energy in itself, it needs to be free spirit. It needs to do what it wants because it's very changeable. You know what I'm saying? It needs to be in an open relationship. OK, um, Sag and Gemini energy are the top two energies that just need to be in an open relationship. And this is something that they have to accept within themselves so they don't cause too many heartbreaks on the 3D. OK, um, you know, you can't. You know, because sometimes, you know, you also have to understand that Gemini talks their way through everything. They're amazing communicators, you know, so sometimes they can talk their way through anything. 
you know, they, they can also be highly manipulative. You got to watch it with them, okay? And they can be stuck in a situation where they don't belong, similar to Sag, you know, and this can cause a lot of conflict with themselves and the external realm. Now, the air energy, like I said, it has difficulties with the shadow self and understanding their emotional psyche, you know, so they will be more, you know, this energy will definitely be more of a projector that Gemini energy will be more of a projector. The Gemini energy doesn't know how to take accountability. They don't know how to be quiet and just say I'm wrong, you know, and just apologize like a grown adult, you know, because that masculine energy, you know, dominates the Gemini energy. And this is why they can have a childlike nature. You have to understand that the Gemini energy is in third place when it comes to the cycle of the astrological system. So if it comes in third place, that means that the energy is very young. Okay. It's, it's also the energy that's the beginning of the air element. So since, since the since it's the youngest energy out of the air element, then um, it, it can express itself in, in a pure nature. And that's either going to be detrimental for you or good for you. You know, I will highly recommend you to look at, start paying attention to the degrees in your natal chart because the further you are towards the ending of the degrees, the more mature that energy is going to express itself. You see what I'm saying? And the degrees go from zero to, to like 29 degrees. So a Gemini energy that's expressed in five degrees versus a Gemini energy that's expressed in 27 degrees, those are going to be two different people. You know what I'm saying? You could you can even observe that with yourself when you're dealing with other people outside of you. You know, the individual that has Gemini and Gemini energy in the ending degrees, they they're going to be they're going to express the Gemini energy a little bit more evolved, a little bit more mature compared to the early degrees. All right. But I'm just speaking about that in itself. OK, you know, but overall, it's a very intelligent sign. Um, and they're fast learners. They're fast learners. Um, you know, they're very clever people. Okay. And, you know, they're just fun to be around. They're just fun to be around. You know, um, you know, I feel like with this energy, it's just best to deal with them lightly, you know, and I know that's difficult for a lot of people to understand or do, but you just have to deal with Gemini very lightly because they, they live in a playful nature. You know, it's the youngest energy out of the air signs so they live in a playground when it comes to the mind the mind to them is a playground okay so this is why they can have the bad reputation of giving mixed signals um playing mind games and things in that nature because the mind is their playground the mind is their playground and you have to understand that when you're dealing with that energy okay now let's get to um libra now libra you know is the most mature actually if you ask me out of the three um air signs is the most mature now libra is a cardinal mode and um libra's in the middle obviously <laughs> you know and libra's ruled by venus the planet venus right which deals with relationship love romance you know but this is going to express itself in a very superficial nature because 
air stays on the surface. So when air stays on the surface, they're very focused on the physical things. Okay, so Libra is going to uh, express itself very surfacely. All right, Libra is an energy that wants to keep everything in harmony, wants everything to be peaceful, and wants everything to just be beautiful. That's how Libra is going <laughs> to, that's how it's going to express itself. But that's not the reality of things. You know, things are just not going to be 100% perfect, 100% beautiful. You know what I'm saying? And, 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 um, and in harmony, right? So Libra can sometimes have issues with the shadow self, you know, and Libra can also project a lot in their relationships. Okay. Libras need to start paying attention to their relationships because the entire relationship is a mirror. Libra is also an energy that can have issues with rebounding more so than the other energies. All right. If, if we're going to rate which energy has an issue with rebounding, I would definitely put Libra in first place, you know, because the masculine energy in them doesn't allow them to, st to, to calm down, to stay still and to face themselves. It's actually very difficult for the Libra energy to attain proper solitude without being in a relationship or in a marriage. I'm not saying it's not possible, but in most cases you meet more Libras that rebound than actually attaining the proper solitude, you know, to work on their shadow self, you know, and that's why they need to be around their opposite sign, Aries, because Aries can teach them how to be more self-sufficient, how to stop relying on other any other people. You know what I'm saying? Libras don't like the idea of doing anything by themselves, you know, which can give them bad, bad codependency issues. But, you know, if they are around their opposite sign, whether that's a platonic friendship or not, they can actually learn how to um, be more self-sufficient and be more independent with the self, okay? Um, Libra is not really too deeply problematic. You know, they just like everything neutral. They like the energy, you know, harmonize, okay? But what ends up happening is, is that when things get too rough and, and life gets too dark, they want to run away from that. You know, and you can't run away from your shadow self. You can't run away from tough times and confrontations. You have to face it head on, head on like your opposite sign Aries. Okay. Um, and you can definitely go listen to the previous podcast on the fire element. If you want to tap into those energies a little deeper for a deeper understanding for yourself. Okay. Um, but overall Libra, um, um, they kind of, I wouldn't necessarily say they are full-blown equipped with emotional intelligence. That's, that's, that's the water energies for, okay? But they have a sense. They have an idea. They have a sense. Because remember, Libra's idealistic. It still lives in the head. So they have a sense, you know, of what it takes. You see what I'm saying? To learn, to, to basically relate to another person. Libra is actually the only energy that is compatible with the 12 signs. You know, I know they got the rep for being fake, you know, but this energy is actually equipped to deal with any of the 12 signs because of their adaptability and the rulership of Venus. Okay. 
they just have the gift of gab by the way and you know they know how to neutralize everything around them and they just know how to relay with everybody around them you know and this can also benefit them in the long run especially when they're doing business and things in that nature because they just know how to they, they know how to talk their way out of anything similar to gemini all right you have to understand the air element is big with with words communication okay so you know libra um likes beautiful things beautiful people um and if there's no sense of awareness it can cause a lot of um vanity you know libras can be very very vain people very vain people because um venus um the shadow side of venus is is vanity and superficiality and and things in that nature okay and sometimes this can be detrimental for themselves you know in most cases um you know not all of them but in most cases you know you see a lot of libra women um getting involved with plastic surgery or the artificial world you know because they have this thing with perfectionism you see what i'm saying remember it's the next energy right after virgo so because it's the next energy right after Virgos, they can have an issue with perfectionism. And this can be detrimental for them if they live surfacely, you know, and, um, you know, they can live superficially. They can live being around other superficial people and, and you know, and, and just stay stuck there, you know. And this can cause issues with their inner psyche, okay. Um, now, Libra wants to remain balanced with everything, you know, but when you really deal with a Libra, they're not balanced people. I'm talking about when you really, really deal with them. When they take that mask off and you're really dealing with them behind closed doors, they're not that balanced, right? You're going to notice that, you know, and that's because um, Libra is still ruled by Venus, which is the most feminine planet. So they kind of have an idea about the feminine energy and you know they love the the feminine energy libra loves the feminine energy okay um this is why when you meet many libra men <coughs> they like being around a lot of women whether that's in a platonic connection or not the libra men love being around women because you know they like the idea of the feminine energy because of that venus you know, Venus and the moon are the only two planets that embody feminine energy at full blown compared to the other planets. OK. Um, you know, Libra can definitely have issues with making decisions, which is interesting because they're a cardinal mode, you know, so it, that, that, it just that's something I've been like diving a little bit deeper into it's just like how are they a cardinal mode but they have issues with making a decision you know usually the 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 ones that have issues making a decision is the mutable mode <laughs> more so than the other two you know the cardinal mode is like this is what i want and that's it you know and then they go for it but um anyways you know um libra is very ambitious um they're very ambitious, but at the same time, paradoxically, they're lazy too. <laughs> they're ambitious and lazy, you know, um, because of Venus, which is the planet that's ruled by feminine energy. And the feminine energy is what slows you down. 
you know, it calms you down. Everything operates in slow motion. Libra is actually the most feminine energy out of the masculine energy. Okay, which is interesting. They're the most feminine energy out of the masculine energy. Um, my page definitely attracted a lot of Libras. You know, a lot, a lot of Libras. You know what I'm saying? Which is interesting. But um, anyways, you know, when it comes to um, this energy, you know, um, they, are, they, do, they are very empathetic. They can be. They can be. All right. The whole NATO chart plays a different part than also how you was raised. But the Libra energy can definitely be empathetic because it just wants to relate. It just wants to neutralize everything. You know what I'm saying? Um, you know, Libra just wants peace and harmony. Okay. And sometimes this can actually make them be doormats to, to, to toxic people. And they got to be very careful with that. You know, they can have issues with being assertive and having healthy boundaries. This is why uh, um, Libra is detrimental in Mars, right? Which is the planet that deals with confrontation and your anger style. You know, um, um, Libra can definitely, like I said, they can feel very confused with a lot of things. They're actually very, very emotional people, ironically. Even it's just interesting because they're stuck in the head, but they're very emotional people. They're, they are very emotional people. Um, they're the most sensitive, actually, when it comes to the air element. You know, um, what can I say about Libra? You know, um, Libra just wants to relate with everybody and just wants to keep the energy neutral, basically. Um, you know, their main focus is marriage, that's their main focus, you know, but they also have to realize that, you know, reality is dualistic and you can't think that, you know, a perfect marriage is to exist on its full potential. You know what I'm saying? Um, what else I got to say about Libra's? You know, they are very good when it comes to, um, you know, when it comes to to some kind of intelligence, when it comes to love, like they make amazing mediators. So if you having issues in your relationship, you know, and you have a Libra friend, that's the best one to call for advice. They give amazing advice when you're dealing with some kind of issue in a relationship because that's their fort. You know, um, they could be amazing writers, too, when it comes to books on love, romance, you know, and things in that nature, you know, because they live in the head. There's, so this energy is still stuck in words, even though they're feelers. They're feelers, but they're not aware of it, if that makes sense. When you're dealing with a Libra and you, you pay attention to them, you'll see. When you apply pressure is when you see it. Um, they can also have a bad anger, bro. A lot of people don't talk about that, huh? <laughs> they can have a very bad anger, you know, anger, because anybody that is avoiding confrontation and is bottling up, bottling up, similar to cancers, right? You know, they're going to explode in a detrimental nature, you know? So remember, the shadow self of Libra is Aries, you know? So the anger of Libra is really, really, actually, the anger of Libra is far worse than... um than Aries. Aries anger is just quick and that's it. 
you know, but with Libra, it bottles up, it bottles up, it bottles up, it bottles up, and then, brah, you never, you never would have had thought you would see a sigh like that come out of them, you know, because they always keep it cool. Everybody likes them, you know, and this is why they get the rep for being fake. <laughs> you know, everybody likes them, you know, and things in that nature. They're just the cool one out of the group. That's all they are. They're always keeping it neutral and they're always keeping it cool. You know, um, they're very big with fashion. Oh, my God. And interior decorating and all of that stuff. You know, they're amazing dressers. They're amazing dressers, you know, because of that Venus energy, um, you know, um, and yeah, you know, um, their fort is basically um, being a mediator when it comes to relationships. You know, um, they, they can write books, many, many books when it comes to things in that nature. You know, they can make a podcast. They can start their social media platform based on relationships. And they're going to get a lot of followers because that's their fort, you know, because of Venus. You see what I'm saying? But um, and that's that. That's basically what I have to say about Libras, you know, um, they just always keeping it cool and neutral with everything and everyone around them. You know what I'm saying? But they also have to realize that, you know, life can definitely get very ugly. You know, life can definitely get very, very ugly. Life is not all about roses and and and, you know, rainbows and smiles and keeping it light <laughs> you know life is a balance of dark and light okay and that's that you know now let's talk about aquarians all right now aquarian is the last air sign so it's the oldest aquarius is fixed air okay um now if the aquarian is highly influenced by uranus this is going to make the individual more prone to their psychic abilities, okay? Now, I don't want Aquarians to confuse the Uranian psychic abilities with water psychic abilities. Those are two different for, okay? But if the Aquarian is more so ruled by Saturn, then they're not going to um, embody that psychic ability too properly because Aquarian is actually a very psychic energy. I know a lot of people are shocked, but it's actually true, you know, but that's only if it's highly ruled by the, if the individual is highly influenced by Uranus or Uranus, okay? Now, you're never going to meet um, an Aquarian that acted like another Aquarian. Every Aquarian likes to be an individual. They take pride into being an individual they don't like the idea of being duplicated and you know they can be very paradoxical in their nature it's kind of like they do like the idea of labels but they don't so they rebel with these two they rebel with labels and they rebel you know with with basically themselves <laughs> with themselves okay um Aquarians tend to be very advanced, very advanced. Um, Aquarian is an energy just like Gemini, you know, not more, you know, Libra can actually be in a, in a, in both situations. You know what I'm saying? That's what I'm saying. Libras can relate with anything. 
you know, Libras can actually be in an open relationship and they can be in a close, you know, in a one-on-one relationship. But between Gemini and Aquarian, I feel like they need to be more in the open type. Okay, because Aquarian needs to be free. Aquarians hate expectations. If you have expectations on the Aquarian energy, it's going to do the opposite. Okay, trust me, I got sun in the 11th and I got Mars in the 11th too. Okay, so sun in the 11 expresses itself like an, a sun in Aquarian. <laughs> so I'm very aware of that energy myself. The Aquarian energy is very, 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 very intelligent. But their ego can get in the way with their intelligence. They can actually have a God complex issue when it comes to their intelligence because their shadow self is Leo energy. You know what I'm saying? So they can have issues with, you know, realizing that they're wrong okay and realizing that they don't know everything (laughs) you know it's impossible to know everything right you know we could only know to as much i mean so much basically you know what i'm saying we could only know so much i what is this guy's name i don't know if his name is michelangelo but he had a quote and i think he was like 80 something years old and the quote said i'm still learning And he was like 80 something years old. I don't know if I'm even saying his name right. But there was a quote going viral that um, that said basically, oh, I'm still learning, you know, and, and the person was like 80 something years old. You know, Aquarians need to learn how to accept the fact that they're a student to life and that they don't know everything. Okay, Um they make amazing debaters, but at the same time, uh, you know, debating is only going to feed the ego and Aquarians know this because Aquarius is actually the second to last of the oldest energy when it comes to the 12 zodiacs or the 12 energies right because after Aquarian comes Pisces which is the last energy okay so Aquarians know this themselves they know that you know in life you don't know everything you you live in a constant motion of unpredictability I mean nobody's more unpredictable than Aquarians (laughs) they're very wise individuals um and they can make amazing astrologers I will say more so the the ones that are Uranus Dom they can make amazing astrologers okay um, you know, how does, how is an Aquarian able to tap into psychic abilities? Well, they tend to be seers, you know, if you ever deal with an Aquarians, you ever, you, you will notice that they're, even when you have a conversation with them, they putting you on to something you never knew because they tend to be very advanced thinkers. Okay. Um, but they tend to be seers. This is why a lot of them are into conspiracy theories. They love that shit. They love aliens and conspiracy theories because, you know, they tend to be seers when it comes to the matrix, when it comes to the 3D matrix system, because Aquarian is partially ruled by Saturn and also partially ruled by uh, what you might call it, Uranus, right? Well, full blown ruled by Uranus and partially ruled by uh, um, Saturn. So now this entire matrix is influenced by Saturn and the moon, you know, so Aquarians are able to see through the Saturnian bullshit, through all the barriers and all the restrictions. And this is why the Aquarian lives in an unpredictable nature. This is why the Aquarian likes to live, you know, breaking barriers and, 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 and they don't like expectations because, you know, they know that when 
when there's an expectation on them, there's then there's a sense of limitation when it comes to the, themselves expressing themselves freely. And this is this can actually cause issues when it comes to them and dealing with other people. You know, they're the kings and queens of ghosting people. <laughs> them and Gemini's, huh? The kings and queens of ghosting everybody, bro. <laughs> you know, um, they're very, very intelligent people, um, you know, and because of, of that seer nature in them, that's how their psychic ability um, starts blooming. Like they're able to predict, you know, what's coming next. But when it comes to the collective, I, I want to clarify that not more so you know, on a personal level, you know what I'm saying? Like the water energy is psychic overall. Now, Aquarian is just psychic more in a collective nature. You know, this is why even, you know, even if they start a platform on, on, on social media, they will gain a lot of followers rapidly because they know how to speak to the collective. You know what I'm saying? They, they that's, that's, that's their fort. Their fort is electronic. That's their fort. Many Aquarians are, are into, you know, fixing electronics, hacking, <laughs> you know, um, you know, if they're more so on the darker side, they can be very big with scamming. OK, um, playing social engineering online, things in that nature. Um, you know, they're very big with playing video games. A lot of them are huge gamers. You know, but this energy needs to always be around some form of electronics, some form of electricity. They tend to have the latest phone, the latest this, the latest that. When it comes to electronic, that's their fort. Okay, they um, they're very good with fixing electronic, you know, and like I said, even networking. They're very good with any of that. You know, that's their fort. Okay, um, you know. Even even like when when you think about electricians, you know, I, I wouldn't be surprised if the majority of electricians are actual Aquarians because their fort is electricity. Basically, that's their that's that's their uh, realm, you know, because Uranus is a planet that deals with electricity. And this is why when you deal with an Aquarian, they're very eccentric, right? Very eccentric. Um, one minute here, one minute there, you know, and just very unpredictable in their nature because, you know, they tend to just basically flow with electricity. <laughs> you know, they're all over the place, okay? They, they're they very wise people, very, very intelligent people, um, you know, and they do know a lot. They do know a lot, but the ego can get in the, the, in the way of them. Okay, you know, this is why when you talk to an Aquarian, they always the, the key word with this energy is I know, I know, I know, I know, right? And Aquarians know what I'm talking about. I'm quite sure they say that like 50 times a day. I know, I know. This energy tends to be introverted too. This energy ironically can be possibly introverted. Every Aquarian is different. You may meet one that's extremely extroverted, but you can actually meet one that's very introverted because this is the oldest, I'm sorry, the oldest masculine energy, okay? They can also have a sense of being an old soul, you know? Um, but that can definitely depend on their natal chart and how they were raised, all right? Um, and also the degrees, like I mentioned earlier about the degrees, okay? But 
you know, the Aquarian energy, you know, they, they tend to be very advanced thinkers, very um, forward thinkers, you know, and, you know, they just, they know what's coming next, you know, but when it, when it comes to a collective nature, they play chess too. They play chess too. That's why Aquarian and Gemini's, when these two come together, it's just a battle of playing chess with each other. <laughs> okay, and Libra's just in the middle, confused. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But, um, you know, um, they got to be very careful, though, because they can actually be prone to being sociopaths, all right? You know, so they got to be very, very careful with their energies, um, you know, because um, they're not really in, in, in tune with their emotional psyche. You know, they're stuck in the head. You know, Aquarians are stuck in the head. And because they partially rule by Saturn, which is the, one of the darkest planets besides Pluto, this can sometimes um, feed into their darker nature, similar to Capricorns. Okay? And they can move through a reptilian brain nature, through a calculative nature, you know? And, um, yeah, you know, but overall Aquarian, you know, they're, they're unique people. They, um, they put a lot of effort in being authentic and being individuals, you know, but they just have to overcome the ego. They just have to overcome the ego, similar to their opposite sign, Leo. And, you know, they'll go long ways, you know. Aquarians, to me, remind me of Yoda from Star Wars. <laughs> They're big nerds. They're big nerds. Um, you know, they can sometimes come off very robotic, you know, um, very detached, very aloof. But that comes with the air element, period. Okay. So that's about it. I think I uh, basically um, elaborated on all these energies. Okay. So that's that. The next one will be on the earth element. And we'll find out, I guess... We will know when that one will, will be released. You guys will know. You guys will be notified, all right? I don't like to give a certain date by when I'm going to release another podcast. I don't like that, you know, with me having sun in the 11th <laughs> Aquarian energy. You know, I don't like that. I don't like expectations. You know, I don't like limitations. I don't like people expecting me to do this by this date. You know, I like, I like to move freely. And, and, you know, when the time is right, I tap in. You feel me? But that's that. You know, um, just make sure you guys follow my backup page because I don't know what's going on while I'm passionate, okay? I'll leave that on the bio. All right. And um, if you want to know about your dominant chart, by the way, if you want to know what energy is dominating you more because, you know, there's so many different dominant charts, okay? The one that I have favoritism with is called Walter Poland. Um simple format by Walter Poland, basically, you're going to go on Google and you're going to put, um, simple format. I'm, I'm, you're going to put dominant chart, simple format by Walter Poland, and it's going to direct you straight to the, the calculation for that. But even when you open that, you're going to feel confused. All right. So you are still going to have to do your research on the steps to attain your dominant chart, all right? Because if you open the calculation, you're still going to be confused, all right? So when you go on Google, what you're going to do is put what are the steps to get your dominant chart, 
And then there's going to be a lot of different articles there of people explaining it for you step by step, step one, step two, step three. And I recommend you follow those steps to attain the dominant chart because that can definitely be a little bit more complicated. Okay. You know, because you have your natal chart and you also have your dominant chart. You know, you, you, you need to find out what's dominating you out of that whole natal chart. <laughs> you know, knowing you're rising, your sun and your moon. Yeah, that's, that's cool. But that's still not enough. You know, astrology is infinite. I mean, we're dealing with the universe here. All right. There's no beginning or ending when it comes to this stuff. And that's that. Hope you guys enjoy this podcast. You guys have a good one. Take care.